and we are live. Hey, good evening, everyone. Good morning if you are on another side of the planet, because this is what is funny with live streaming. I'm Carol BD. Caroline, I'm happy to see everyone for this episode of the Puppet Podcast. We are at episode 68. Oh my God, it's it's so cool because I'm learning so much by doing this and we learn and it's so cool because we met so many great puppeteers, a lot of talent all around the world. And we have this opportunity to gather everyone together. And, and in this gathering, we have people who want more gathering, gathering all together. So we will be all together also on the weekend on the virtual puppet cunt and it will be so amazing so yeah everyone feel free to um just write where you are watching right now and uh yeah it's it's so cool to have you here thank you for watching and uh, yeah share this wonderful interview who will happen really soon so i want because it's it's for her event that we do that and i want to put a commercial for this uh wonderful virtual puppet con will happen friday this friday it's starting so all puppeteers of puppeteers of america will be all together in this but she will give us all the detail about this so please then the screen i put this wonderful commercial Ta -ta -da. let's play Hiya, Professor. Why, hello there, Allegra. Have you heard about the Northeast Region Puppetry Convention? Not since our last rehearsal. But go ahead and tell the folks all about this grand event. While the whole world is turning upside down, we ain't supposed to wander over young. That's why we're putting on where you can go but won't be gone. The butcher will pop it gone. Ten days of panels, plays, and prose. Podcast films, all sorts of puppet shows. There's programming for the type. Workshop slams and open mics. There's more than I can mention in this song. At the, the virtual puppet. You just can't top it. You won't believe what's going on. At the, the virtual puppet con. Don't need no parking or a new hairdo. Stay in your jammies. Wah, 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 wah. For the virtual puppet con! Register now! Yeah! Amazing! Hello, wonderful Sharon! <laughs> Thanks for having me! Yes, thank you to be in this wonderful time. Take your busy agenda and, and make make time for us to be here. <laughs> yes, because time is short for us right now. As yes. the event opens on Friday and goes for 10 days. So yeah, it will be uh, so much fun. But before we talk about the, the virtual, uh, weekend and week it's i want you to present yourself because you are so involved in this puppetry community so i want you to present to the community we have fernando there who was saying that it's the happiest awesome podcast so he feel your 
your happiness too. And uh, it's it's so cool. So people feel free to put comment right there. But I give you the mic, Sharon. <laughs> sure. Um, so you yeah. So talk about myself. Then. You you. Uh, so I have oh quite a few decades of puppetry that um that I've been doing. Um, and what I've gotten into starting out as a performer, I now have found that I've been working a lot more as an administrator in the puppetry community in the United States, as well as a teaching artist um, and doing sort of puppet coaching as well, um, kind of like acting coaching, but for puppets, you know, going in and, and sort of show fixing as well, going in and helping people um, learn how to, to make their show better when they're using puppets. Yeah. So what what I sort of excel at is making other people look good. <laughs> <laughs> That's something we need into in puppetry for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and you decide to organize this virtual puppet con. Well, um, so Puppeteers of America uh, is organized by regions. Yeah. And the Northeast region is actually. Um, you have to think of Puppeteers of America as Puppeteers of North America. So the way that we define our regions isn't by the United States, it's by the whole continent. So <laughs> the Northeast region is all the New England states, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, upstate New York, not New York City or Long Island, but the rest of New York state and Eastern Canada. Yeah, I learned that I was part of your community. That's right, which you didn't know. No, I didn't. <laughs> and and so one of the great things, and you know, sort of the silver lining to um, the the having to quarantine and not do live performance in person, is that this gives us a chance across the international border there to um, share our puppetry. So we have puppeteers from. Um, all from Toronto to the Atlantic, as well as puppeteers all through the uh, United States in the Northeast um, section. So we're all sharing together, um, which is really exciting because we haven't had this kind of chance to really get to talk. And one of the great things about this event is that we will have virtual lobbies that will be open and you can chat with people 24 hours a day um, during the event. So wow. you can meet somebody and, and end up talking and, and make arrangements to go talk in private in some other virtual way, um, as well as have conversations with people about what you saw or what's going on all throughout the day. That's so cool because with all of this technology, we can share also image, we can share our creativity, we can talk about the topic that they are really on the table right now about yeah. our job. Right, and something like this gives us a really good opportunity to talk to people we wouldn't otherwise have run into. Yes. Totally. Which is what festivals are good for. <laughs> anyway. Wow. So I, I want to, to Yeah, I want to congrat you and all your team to doing this. It's so cool. Yeah. It, it's a team of 10 people. Um, everyone's a volunteer from the performers, the the people doing workshops and films and panels, as well as everyone putting this together. It's a fundraiser. Um, the ticket sales go towards the um, region's account so we can have more events like this and our regional puppetry festival that we had to cancel 
that was supposed to be a couple of weeks ago in Vermont. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, in order to make sure we have a chance to do that and, and try to do more things together, uh, we decided to <laughs> do two years worth of work in six months. So we've got some very dedicated uh, volunteers, including some people who are not puppeteers at all. Wow. So you, you convert people to puppetry. I do a lot of that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm curious about that because you are so involved in the politics of our world, like puppetry world. So I want to hear you a bit on this, like why it's important to be together in those associations. Yeah, um, so in the United States, Puppeteers of America is the national organization. And it has local guilds that are chartered with Puppeteers of America. And so to be a member of the region, the regions where those two worlds intersect. So a um, membership in the region, you are either a member of Puppeteers of America who lives in the geographical region, or you're a member of a local puppetry guild. And some guilds have members from all over the world, um, especially people who have a you know family or they come over for something in particular. You know, and they want to know what's going on and get the newsletter and things. Um, and right now, there's never been a better time to be a member of a guild because most of them are having meetings virtually. So it's a great opportunity to, you know, join a few different ones and meet lots of new people. And um, a lot of them are using Zoom for their for virtual meetings. Um, and so those local guilds tend to be they can be by state or they're by an area, and then. Um, at the regional level is when they kind of come together and we have every other year a regional festival on the on the in-between year between the national festivals that are mm -hmm. you know, so that it's national then regional national then regional um, and the national festivals when we get to all come together and wow. that, that that will be moving around the country again when we can start meeting in person um, it, we're, we try to take it to different areas of the country, just like the regional festivals try to go to different areas of its region. Yeah, that's so cool. And it's funny because it, it brings me a question from the chat. And I'm also curious about that, too. So I will put it in the screen. There is an international association for puppeteers. There is. And it's a really special one, too, because um, it while it's a, it's an international organization it has local chapters as well they just happen to be country chapters so we're actually going to have a panel discussion um we have a few different panel discussions one is about guilds all the there are four guilds in the northeast region so we'll have a representative from each of them to talk about guilds but we're also going to have international organization or national and international so um we are if if all goes well according to plan We'll have a representative from Puppeteers of America, from AQM, Association Quebecois. The Marionettes. And also one from Unima USA and Unima Canada. Unima being the Union Internationale de la Marionette, uh, which we translate as the um, uh, puppetry, the International Puppetry Guild. Uh, no, International Puppetry Association. Association, yeah. Association. Um, and so, you know, here's an opportunity to learn. You know, they have different um, 
publications. They offer opportunities for training, for different kinds of events, to meet different people. Um, all of them, you know, all of them are great for different reasons. You, re there's just so many opportunities to meet people and take it a step further than what happens yeah. when you meet them online. <laughs> you know, meet yeah. them online and go meet them in person at an event. It's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a few times all you know, um, from other states, you know, Alaska to the to Texas. You know, you, you meet people online, and then you go to an event and you get to meet in person. And share puppetry is great. Yes. And the international one has a Congress where they meet, I forgot how many years, if it's every four or six years. Four, every four years. And it was supposed to be in Bali, but yeah. it was shut down. Yeah. And so if you're really, really missing Indonesian puppetry, we actually have a special <laughs> um, about a, a collection of Indonesian puppets. Wow. It's actually the largest collection of puppets in North America. Wow. And so we're gonna have a little talk that, that is actually being inventoried right now. <laughs> it's over um, 20,000, it's about 20,000 items. And, so there, and we also have um, an introduction to what is Indonesian puppetry uh, for kids. Wow. So, you know, all kinds of connections to the region. Yes. You are such a good seller. We want to be there already now. <laughs> this is, you know, I've been the Northeast Regional Director or the Puppeteers of America nerd for uh, six years now. And I actually, at the end of this event, I stepped down and the new Regional Director will be stepping um, into place. Um, so this is all these years of relationships and you know finding out who's where this is not even everybody you know not everybody was available um and i <laughs> i can only get the word out to so many people you know you you do what you can and so it'd be you know this is this is only you know a portion of of everybody here but we're so happy to be able to come together yes it's so cool so everyone we're watching right now yes have a look on this wonderful uh weekend and weekend but it's two weekend it will be it's like two weekends it's 10 days we were going we were trying to have eight days of content and two days to then catch up because on our schedule we'll release things and once it's released it's available to stream until the last day of the event and at the end of the last day all the videos come down hmm except for the puppet slam which starts everything and the open mic night um or potpourri which is at the end those you have to see when they happen yes you have to, <laughs> to be tuned and be in real time because it's right. special right you gotta you know a few different types of things in there so those are short form puppetry and it's an opportunity to have a bunch of that and then there's a lot of content <laughs> for the rest. Um, on weekends, it really is going from like nine in the morning to at, to like 10 at night. During the weekday, because children are at school and people are at work, um, including our tech people. So we are not starting until three o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. And then we go in the evening. So that we start with our youth and families content. Cool. And then about six o'clock, roughly, we switch over to the adult more adult content and it gets more adult as the evening goes on <laughs> more and more right. except for our horror day we have a spooky horror day since it's october yeah 
and we have enough submissions that would fit that. And that day is going really late, like to midnight, maybe beyond, depending on what yeah. happens in the next uh, four hours. <laughs> That's perfect to have a spooky, spooky night with puppetry. It's so perfect. Because puppetry is so, such a vast topic. Yes. You know, because it's a synthesis art form. So it's a little bit of everything. Nobody does it the same way. So there's a lot to, you know, from the education therapy side of puppetry, to, you know, learning about puppetry to make things yourself, watching shows learning about the history of things and then just all the different the, there's the five traditional forms the hand hand rod mask marionette and shadows um and trying to find somebody who does you know something with those as well as all the different materials and um and then there's combination forms of those five and then some modern forms that don't even fit um, you know so it's really exciting to see how everybody's been you know interpreting puppetry Yes, and I love you use the word synthesis art form. It's really, it's combined so much stuff. It's yeah. like multi-talented, multidisciplinary artists we will see on Pupp the Sunday. Peers tend to be people who get bored doing one thing. <laughs> ah, I like this. <laughs> um, you know, when I'm teaching, those kids who like, they want to they act and they want to do the tech and they want to be the administrator, I know that they're probably going to be interested in puppetry because that's what we do. We do all the parts. And wow. uh, that's and, a good way to name work, it. And we work at non-human scale. You know, it's every scale but human. And then we do human scale when we do mask, although that often gets bigger, you know, yeah. and smaller. So, you know, anybody who gets bored easily, puppetry is perfect. I love that. I recognize myself in this. I, it's a good way to explain it to children. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I think uh, puppetry, I think, should be any STEM school, the science, engineering, technology, and math type of school. Puppetry yeah. should be their theatrical art form because yeah. they have to learn the, the engineering um, yep. And planning for an actual use. You're not just making the thing move. It has to move a certain way to fulfill a certain need. Yeah. And so if they have to learn to do that to fit this, you know, it's not a, well, we can just adjust. The script says, it might, you know, and the director wants and the person performing it needs. And so they get to learn about um, ergonomics of how to make it for the human to interact with the object. How to, you know, the, the, I mean, marionettes are all about physics. Yeah. You know, the, like, and learning about balance and, um, point, you know, where the, the fulcrum point is on, on things. And cause it's all, it's all like one big ball and we come at it from one side and the engineering comes from another, but yeah. eventually it's all the same thing. Uh, I used so to do a lot of that with the robotics team where there were other mentors who were nuclear science people and mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, computer programmers. And then there was me where I worked a lot with prototyping, how to make it out of cardboard, how to think about what it needs to do and your planning and then go build it with those other people. And wow. you know, that, that sharing back and forth, we use all the same techniques, same tools. It's just, our intentions are a little different when we where we start from. Yeah, 
That's so cool because it, you name it so well, the fact that it's it's engineer, it's like technicality of like really sometimes it's brainy, like about how we have to think about what is the result I want to achieve with this. Right. But, there's there's those different ways to approach it. Yeah. Um, and in fact, we have, and, and because of that, some of the classes we have, we invited in people who are not puppeteers who are artists or engineers in other ways. So we have an engineer coming in to talk about Arduino and its use in, uh, in puppetry and a 3D printing artist who's going to talk about 3D printing from the, the design aspect, the manufacturing aspect, the finishing aspect, and how that could be applied to puppetry. Because it's not you know the answer to everything, just like everything else is just one more material in your toolkit. Um, but you know, we wanted to, and and there's some others as well to encourage people to come and talk to us so we can ask them questions for all the different ways we use puppetry. Yeah, and newer materials. Totally, and we have Fernando who bring this question. It's funny with all this engineering science. I'm thinking three universal law in puppetry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's it's a you know it's one of those ways to. Um, promote puppetry when you want to get in schools is helping them, uh, you know, simple machines yeah. is all about puppet building. Yeah. A, you know, a child making a puppet, you're using simple machines to design your puppet. You might get more complex after that, but you can use all those simple machines to making a control mechanism. Yes, totally. It's so, so true. I think you can be a good art, uh, prime minister of art or government of art <laughs> you have the great naming and persistence about naming I'm, we need art in school with this technical mathematic for art and yeah i've done a lot of talking people into it <laughs> that's years i understand why you are the, the on the board of, of america it's so great so i i we we kind of start upside down because i always have those questions that i want to ask as part of the podcast i want to know the why like what makes the art of puppetry for you sharon an art that you cherish um well that's a good question yes um my de my definition of puppetry that i've developed over the years um is that a puppet is something that is moved in order to give the viewer the audience the impression that the thing being moved has thoughts feelings and intentions it does not innately have whether that's your finger or you know it's a piece of cloth um you know, or it's a fancy sculpture that you've made that you're now moving since puppetry is a, a four-dimensional art form. Um, you know, you, you can build this great looking thing, but you don't know it's a good puppet until it's in motion. Yeah. It's a great looking sculpture, but you cannot tell if a puppet, it, it's like an instrument. You can look at a very fancy instrument and it looks great, but it's the sound you, until you, it's also a four-dimensional art form. Till you hear it, uh, you don't know if it's a good instrument or not. Yeah, you know, is it in tune? Does it does it sound good? Same thing with a puppet. Does it move well? And often the puppets that are the most effective in performance look terrible in exhibit because it could be just a piece of cloth and a stick, 
you know, yeah. and it doesn't look like anything. You know, I, I've even done a show where every all the puppets were our bare hands. You know, it's all hand mime. There's nothing to show. You know, there's no thing. But it, oh, is it effective when you're watching it through time and space in performance? Um, and so finding that balance between those two is, it, you know, it's that intersection between the two, what it looks like but ha and how it moves. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I get bored easy. Um, and puppetry is, is, has been a really great excuse to learn anything. Like, why are you learning? Oh, I might use it one day. You know, I don't know what I'll use it for. I don't know why I want to learn about that topic from history or, you know, this chemistry thing or, uh, you know, this this art form. But I'll use it somewhere <laughs> at some point. Yes. It's so great. It's a lot of passion in this definition. And I can understand why you cherish this, because you must have a lot of fun when you observe this moment of like tune of the puppet. Yeah. Well, and I love watching other people discover it. Yeah. Because um, I, I had um, Albrecht Roser, I studied with him at the third International String Institute. And that was where I had someone who said, what you're doing, like, you do things differently than everybody else does. And that's okay. You don't have to stop doing things just because no one else thought of it yet. And you can, you know, and then how to share that with other people and to try stuff, even though it was different, which for me was new. Because um, I was used to trying not to stand out. You know, when you're the performer who tends to do the feet, on, you know, when you're a multi-puppet because you're short, you tend to just kind of try to stay with everyone else's thing, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you're if you're doing the whole thing and you're the head and you're everything, you want to, you know, how to explore and find things and that it's okay to be different. And so I love sharing that with students because you'll find students are always trying to make their puppets like someone else's. I mm -hmm. saw this performer, they've seen that company. Or they, you know, they want to make marionettes, so they think they have to learn wood carving. Or they want to do mouth puppets, you know, moving mouth puppets, so they think they have to learn foam. Mm. And there, that there's other materials that could be used, and to explore them and find your own way, your own stories, your own, you know, what you do. That the best place to start building puppets is what materials are you already comfortable with. Yeah. and find ways to make them. So I like teaching kids like origami, fold a piece of paper and now we make a puppet where the mouth moves, you know. Um, drawing, shadow puppets are one of the best to start them with because it's so simple in its basic form. They know how to use a pen and pencil and they can cut stuff out and that's all they have to do. And then you can get really complex with multiple light sources and shadow masks and, you know, projections. But that's, and so you can work with high schoolers and adults doing that work, but the concepts stay the same. It's just, you yeah. make it more complex, just like anything else. So it's so fun to watch them discover and then learn new materials you didn't even think of. Wow. Trying things to find out, are the, you know, what's opaque, what's translucent and what's transparent. <laughs> and just trying materials that you didn't know, you know, were, and then you use them and then everybody else is all impressed because they haven't thought of using that. Um, it's so really fun to watch other people learn that stuff. 
Wow, yeah, and I can see that kids must have a lot of fun with you. And as you are a teacher, I want to ask you about the path. Like, what would be the best field of study for someone to become a puppeteer, in your opinion? Well, study with me <laughs> <laughs> would be one. There is no same path. Yeah. Nobody comes to puppetry from the same direction. I have yet to really find puppeteers who got to it the same way. Puppetry is kind of like the weather, you know, like a storm or a tornado, you know, they form when there are certain conditions. And when you have those certain weather conditions, those things will happen and puppetry is the same. You'll have places where there is no, there's no traditional puppetry form, you know, or in the culture, in the area. But I haven't quite figured out what the, those factors are, but you put certain things together and puppetry will pop up in some way. Yeah. And so you never, you know, it surprises you where you find it and who's doing it differently. So there's no, I must study with this person or mm -hmm. look at these books. I have talked to puppeteers who have studied in very particular traditions, you know, they or they went to school for it. And then puppeteers who learned everything on their own. Yeah. And they found videos or books or just experimented. Um, and then, you know, discover a community and discover there are people who did what they figured out on their own. Like other people have already figured it out, but they've got a new twist on it that no one thought because they, well, that's not the way you do it. You do it like this. So that experimentation just makes everything even that much better. So there's no, no one way. Uh, really try it. Yeah. Way. Experiment and not to be afraid that it looks different than what you've seen. Yes. It's a good no way. Just yeah. what before. That's such a good way to name it and to compare it with the weather. I love it. I love the metaphor. And I want to know for you your biggest purpose as a puppeteer or as a like a politics woman of puppetry or whatever, like what is your vision for your career in 10 years or in the future? Yeah, that keeps changing <laughs> um, <laughs> from where it was when I started. But the, for me, the, 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 the thing that's kind of always been there is that teaching of puppetry. I really like sharing yeah. stuff yeah. and I'm really good at making other people look good figuring out what the weaknesses are, what the strengths are, how to um, compensate for a weakness or how to make that weakness an actual strength. Because mm -hmm. it, might, it might be weak in how you're applying it here, but if you do this, that suddenly becomes a strong suit. Like um, kids who have trouble sitting still and they're really loud and they like talking, that's really tough in a classroom. But boy, do I want that person to be the MC out front introducing all the acts. You know, they're interesting yeah. to look at and helping people, you know, people find how to use what they have, even when they thought it was not helpful. Wow. Um, I, you know, I really like helping people find that or helping them look even better than, you know, with what they have. And then every now and then I like to perform, <laughs> so, you know, or even more fun is directing. Um, kind of pulling all everybody else's things all into one, um, you know, creative piece is so yeah. much fun and really hard to do when you're not living near anybody. <laughs> I love it because it's so diversified, but as a puppeteer, you can do all of those different aspects of the job and, and just keep doing all of this and, 
and be happy in this. Yeah. So that cool. this, yeah. So this event is great because it gives me a chance to pull all these different people together and talk people into doing it. Yeah. I want to hear from and that I want to see. You know, there's people who couldn't do it that I'm sorry aren't part of it. And um, but so many new people I didn't even know that applied to this and it which makes it all so exciting. Yes, totally. And and you must be a good like a leader to coordinate all of that. I think I just meeting you right there. I'm just like, yeah, 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 I want to. <laughs> yeah, I've been lucky. This is the best team I think I've ever had. Um, yeah. You know, just pulling together and working together. Because it's not easy when you have a team of volunteers who don't know each other. Yeah. And are, you know, there's a couple of people who are not puppeteers who were people I knew. Um, but we've never worked together this way. And then along the way, puppeteers who offered to help in some way, and this might have been a little more than they thought they were getting into, um, but they've stepped right up and, you know, because I could not. There's absolutely no way I could possibly do this alone. And mm -hmm. the other thing is the region, I'm, I'm the chair, I, well, I end up being the chairman of the executive regional board as the regional director, but there's a representative from each of the puppetry guilds and it's thanks to them that we have this event because um, without them deciding this was something that we need that we needed and to go ahead with organizing it, it never would have happened. Yeah, um, that's why you know it's one of the reasons guilds are so important. It's it's that collective power where we can get together and do something bigger than we could do as just an individual artist or company. Yes. Yes, and we have people approving on the chat. They say Sharon is a great leader. Boom. <laughs> That's good. That's to have a team, eh? You need to be taking your place and just, yeah, keep it fun. My job was to find really good people and then, you know, make sure they stayed. <laughs> yeah, and just for your info, Sharon, we have people watching from the Philippines, Florida, and we get also someone, like, ah, Washington and Mexico. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Yay. Which is, yeah, and I believe Mexico is part of uh, one of the regions to the south. Yes, totally. The, yeah, so they should they should find out what region they're in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as as <laughs> I find it. like Canada, where it's split up. Yes, and we have Puerto Rico right there. Thank All right, you. and I know that's part of a region. <laughs> <laughs> so people get informed about your association and region. That's yeah, we'll have opportunities to ask questions at the event. Uh, yeah, totally. And as we want to conclude with a puppet, do you have someone on your side? You want I, to I did bring one, this is not one of mine. Um, in fact, this puppet's here temporarily just visiting. Um, <laughs> That's good. Because she's gonna be moving to the um, Northwest Puppetry Center eventually. Uh, in a couple of years, she'll be part of an exhibit that will that will be touring. Um, and in fact, she's going to open our open mic night or potpourri um, on October tenth, I think. Wait, oh. yes, ninth, October ninth, Friday, October ninth. Um, and so that is um, Katie Kangaroo. Yeah, <laughs> uh, who actually. 
Oh, the picture on the wall is her in performance at um, Bernie Silver's last performance um, at a puppet festival. She performed with, with Katie. Wow. And so Bernice would have been 107 this October 7th. So in honor of Bernice, um, our po our open mic night, which really for those you know puppeteers who go to Puppeteers of America festivals know as potpourri. You know, mm -hmm. it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that all together. And, it, you know, uh, Bernice Silver was the queen of potpourri. She was crowned twice by puppeteers um, <laughs> at puppet festivals. And so we are going to um, dedicate our open mic potpourri night to the memory of Bernice Silver. So Katie's going to be there to open things up. Yeah. And so you will manipulate her or it will be Yeah, she'll come on with, with me. I've got to fix her up and all her friends and then they'll um they'll be going into a, a, a tour. Um so I need to find if anybody has a place they think that this exhibit should tour when we can, you know, go to things in public again. Um it would be great to have all these puppets tour the United States, go to a national puppetry festival and be part of the exhibit and end up at its new home in the Pacific Northwest um, at the wow. Northwest Puppetry Center. And um, and then I start work on Bernice's biography. Wow. Working on. So she's known because we have someone who writes, Katie, 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 the kangaroo. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. yeah, Katie's, Katie's well known. Yeah, so people just commented on the chat. Wow, that's such a good challenge that you give to yourself to write this also biography. And I didn't give it to myself. Uh, Bernie Silver gave it to me. Oh, uh, I, she left me with a few different jobs, include this exhibit. Um, we're hoping to put together a not-for-profit organization to help fund um, this exhibit tour as well okay. as the upkeep of these puppets and, you know, and then to publish that biography. So uh, um, that's, that's starting to happen now because we just yeah. lost Bernice to COVID-19 this spring yeah. at 106 and a half. So, um, you know, this year I don't get to plan her birthday, but our open mic night is uh, applications are open to anyone in the world who attends the event. If you have a ticket, to uh, virtual puppet con, you can sign up until October 7th to perform at open mic night. And if we have so many people, we can't have everybody from eight to 10 on the uh, Friday, we'll have a second night on the Saturday. Wow, yeah, everyone, this is an invitation. So yeah, yeah and where they should look because if, if people miss it or we will put it in the chat for sure yeah. after the, the interview, but could you tell us? www.puppetconnect.com. Puppet Connect. Single Puppet Connect. That's simple. People have a look on that. Yeah, and, and we're building the website as we go. I, I know we did two years of work in six months. Um, we're trying to... to Put, you know, put all the information as we go and help all the performers, you know, get in there and, and everything. So that schedule will be, is being released in sections. Uh, there's things on their Facebook page. We have an Instagram account as well. So we're yeah. trying to get that info out there. And if anybody is really interested, they can always, you know, 
contact me on Facebook or um, through Puppeteers of America. Yes, you still have room for some performance or some, as I, I could have done. Mike, not anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> um, as it is, we are going all the way to Sunday from, from Friday to the, you know, all 10 days have something happening. Yes, and even the Puppet Podcast will be around. That's right, We're even you and I, you're doing one, maybe two things, which we need to talk about later. Yeah, after the interview, we will chat about the logistics. <laughs> yes, and you're one of two podcasts that are happening. Uh, yeah. It turns out there are three podcasts in the region. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, true. and I did not know this <laughs> before this happened. I, you know, and then, oh, there's one. Oh, that's great because, you know, that's wonderful. And wait, there's two? Even better. And wait, we have three? I, you know, that has been what's happened all the way through. Yeah. I think we discover, like, as the online, like, the this COVID thing brings us to, to reach to other, like, to expand by the indoor, <laughs> let's say, because we cannot move, so... That's good. We we met everyone and we 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 stay in touch. We connect. That's right. We're connecting. Hence, puppet connect. Um, okay. And and that's what an, a virtual online event at its best does. You know, yeah. connects us to a common interest. Yes. Thank you so so much, Sharon, for the, your time for your great job that you do towards the community i i'm really happy to know you to meet you and to see more of your work in this virtual uh festival who was happening really soon thank you i can't wait to i hope everybody gets to come you know because we'll all get to chat in those meeting rooms so there's that networking aspect as well if people want to go in there not that you have to you don't have to be as connected as that um, but we're trying to make it a little bit of it, something for everybody. Yes, thank you so much. So Sharon, stay in the, the virtual studio. We chat after, I would just say the ND word. So bye, Sharon, I remove you like this. Boom! <laughs> Everyone, thank you so much for watching. I get a blast and I want to see all of this content in the virtual festival, the virtual Puppet gun. Yes, it will be amazing. So yeah, I see all your comments. Thank you. Those thank you to Sharon. Yeah, feel free to write to us. I'm I'm I really want to be in touch. As we said, we are a community, we want to connect. It's really the podcast is this purpose is to connect with all the community. So we will have another episode this week. I will just put it on the page really soon. I have to do my homework and connect with everyone and we will do a studio studio tour really soon look at our patreon if you didn't get the chance because we we need to promote our art people because it's awesome and as everyone we we love it so we make to share this passion to all the world so thank you so much for watching and share this interview share the good word of puppetry and see you soon in another episode of the puppet podcast so yeah, we'll put my little jingle. Just a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here.